I'm James Brian Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. Today's thought from above is this. We all long to be loved. This is a podcast for what we call Mind Discipleship. It's a podcast for those who want to set their minds on things above. That's where the name of the podcast comes from, from Colossians 3, 1 and 2, where Paul encourages us to set our minds on things above. Setting our minds on good, beautiful, and true thoughts, on uplifting, encouraging, life-giving, biblically-based thoughts from above is not easy. And that is why we do this podcast, to provide for you in each episode a thought from above that you can dwell upon so that your heart will be warmed and you will become an epiphany of grace. In the previous episode, I talked about the longings of the human person, the longings of our soul. I talked about spirituality, that great Ronald Rollheiser quote, that spirituality is what we do with our longings. And that quote from Cindy Lee, who said that spirituality starts with an ache, that the ache represents the human search for God. And I talked about the nature of this human person, that we are embodied souls or ensouled bodies, that we have these souls that animate and integrate our lives. It's the fire within us. It's the passion, the desire. It's also the the organizing principle that, that is operating within us and shaping and forming who we are. So the soul is this very profound thing. It's a little bit mysterious, and I think that's a good thing, because I think it, there should be an element of mystery to the soul. Like you, you, you can't quite fully grasp it, but you see it particularly in its longings. And I mentioned in that previous episode that there are 10 primary longings of the soul, the longing to go home, the longing to be wanted, the long to, longing to live an, an undivided life, and a bunch of others. And I talked about just the first one in the last episode, and that is the longing to go home that built within us is this longing for something that's, that's safe and secure, where we feel celebrated and welcomed, and it's built into us, that, that longing for home. Let's talk about some of these other longings that are, as I say, factory-loaded into the human person. I believe that we come into this world with these longings placed within us, and as we grow and develop, these longings will be a kind of ache, a yearning, and we'll want to have them all met in some way. And if we can't find a way to to meet them in an an appropriate way, we'll we'll meet them however else we can, any way that we can. Okay, so the second longing of the soul is to be wanted. We come in this world with a desire to be desired. It's built into the human person. You see this in a small child. Small ch- an infant doesn't have any idea, really, what's going on at that point. It just has basic needs. It needs food, air, water, shelter. You know, it just it needs, it needs, needs hugs. It needs someone to, to take care of it. It needs to be soothed when it's crying, when it's upset. But it doesn't have, have any sense of what it really longs for. But then as we start to develop as children, you can see it so clearly in a small child, there is this desire to be desired, this want to be wanted that's right there. 
And so our little eyes are darting around the world to say, to see if there's somebody who wants us, who desires us, who, who, who feels good that we're in the world. And it's, it's a deep longing. And you, you can see it clearly in, for example, when a little child uh, draws a picture and wants to show their parent. And, and if, they, if the parent looks at the picture and, and says, oh my gosh, that's wonderful, that's so good. And if that parent maybe puts it on the fridge, and then that little child will look and just beam and say, wow, but what's going on? What's going on is this sense that there's somebody, some significant person who is saying, I am glad you exist. I am for you. It's fundamentally built into us. And one of the things that I'll say in these episodes on the longings of the soul is that ultimately all of these aches are for God. So what we, we, we want it on a human level to be sure, and there's no question that many people who struggle in adult life never got that sense from their parent. Uh, from their caregiver, from the person, people who raised them that they were desired. They didn't get that strong feeling. And in many ways, that's what drives people to therapy, uh, is to say, you know, how, how do I make up for that? Uh, that, that need that I had, um, in attachment theory, would be the need to be seen. And that's just not physically seen. The, the need to be seen in attachment theory is someone looks at us with affirmation for our existence. So we're all searching for it, and how are we going to find it? For many people, you go, well, maybe if I'm successful, or if I'm smart, or if I'm uh, beautiful, or whatever it is, what, where am I going to get that affirmation? Where am I going to get that sense of being desired? And you see how hard it is in human life for that to happen, especially when you encounter someone who seems to have all kinds of outward reasons for being desirable and yet never feels it. I think of someone like Marilyn Monroe, you know, such a tragic life. And here was this Norma Jean. She was this woman who, you know, she didn't have any relationship with her father, troubled relationship with her mom. And, and yet she was in some ways the most desirable woman on the, in the planet in her lifetime. And, and yet she felt this deep hole in her soul that she could never find that. We're longing for it. And on the human level, uh, it just isn't going to be met because here's the reason. These needs of the soul are infinite. They're infinite, so they can't be met by something finite. That's why you see celebrities who have all the success in the world and they can't fill it. They They can't fill the void. What we long for is to be desired by the infinite. That would be God. In her book, Waymaker, Ann Voskamp writes this, The triune God isn't disappointed in you, isn't rebuking you, isn't rejecting you. But the triune God delights in you, smiles over you, seeks to be with you, revives you with his kiss of grace, and can't stop singing love songs because of you. Oh, I love that quote. That's so good. And that hits right at this we want to be wanted. We desire to be desired. 
And so her statement there, look, the triune God isn't disappointed, isn't mad, isn't angry, isn't rejecting. But God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit delights in you, smiles over you. Can you imagine God smiling over you? See, that's what your soul most longs for. That's why when we meet Christ, the Christ form, that's why when we're, we encounter that aesthetic beauty that's so profound, and that's why so many people throughout history have given their lives to Jesus because he is the greatest of all beauty, the greatest of all love. He is agape love. So when we encounter Christ, whenever that is, for me it was when I was 18 years old, when I had that encounter with Christ, I met something that my soul had longed for. It's that desire to be desired. The third longing of the soul is very similar, and that is to be loved without condition. Built within our souls is a longing to be loved without condition. Now, that's really important, but I want to talk about those words for a second. What does it mean to be loved? To, to be loved is, is not the same as being desired. They're different. They feel similar, but they're different. To love is to will the good of something. To will the good. So we often think that love is desire, but they're different. You can desire someone and not love them. But to, to love someone is to will and want and work toward their good. That's what it is. That's why when a parent is doing all of these things to take care of, make sure the child has food, make sure, make sure the child has clothes, make sure the house is warm, all the things that you do, right? That's, those are expressions of love because you're willing the good. That's what we want. Someone who is out for our good sees us and says, I, I want the best for them. It's not just, that, not just that I desire them. That's a longing, but I already talked about that one. This one's slightly different. It's someone who says, I love you and I want the best for you. And then notice what I said, because that longing of the soul is not just to be loved, but is to be loved without condition. To be loved without condition. If, if we can only get love by doing something, things like I already mentioned, like, oh, because you're beautiful, oh, because you're smart, oh, because you're athletic, or you're what, you, what it, fill in the blank. If there's a condition to our being loved, then we know that we're not actually loved. We're only loved for the things that we can do. So if we get affirmation and support and love because we're really smart, let's say, for example, oh, you got really good grades. Oh, look, oh, she got straight A's. If we get what feels like love, but it's based on that, then we also know, well, what if I don't get straight A's? What if I don't win the game? What if looks fade? What if, what, if there's a condition, then it isn't genuine love. What we genuinely desire is to be loved without condition. And once again, on the human level, that's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to meet that because humans are humans, part of the fall. And so, and I've talked about on this podcast that my parents were fantastic, but one of the challenges, one of the, the deficits in my life was feeling my dad's love because he was so bent on me achieving, particularly in sports. And, and I did a fair amount. And so I got affirmation for that. 
But if I didn't get it 100% right all the time, I felt like this withdrawal. And, you know, it would only be later in life when I had deep discussions with my dad when he would apologize for that and say, hey, I was wanting to, I just felt like I needed to make you better. I wanted to, I wanted the best for you and that's my way of doing it. It wasn't always great. But that longing to be loved without condition, we're just going to be hard pressed to find that in another human person. But what happens when we turn to God? When we meet the God we, who's revealed in Jesus, we see a God who loves us without condition. In Romans 5, for while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were enemies, God gave his life for us. That's the nature. God's love, his agape love, is sacrificial. It's unselfish. It isn't based on any condition. You didn't do anything to earn it, and if you didn't do anything to earn it, there's nothing you could do to lose it. It is a love without condition, and it is a deep longing of your soul. The fourth longing within our soul is to live an undivided life. Jeff has a marvelous chapter on this in his book. And I, I even wrote in the afterword, I wrote the afterword to his book, and I said that um, this chapter about living an undivided life was my favorite chapter by far. It was just, he, he writes so, so beautifully about this particular longing of the soul. And what it basically is, is that we have this sense that there's, there's a kind of two of us, right? There's the, there's the part of us that we let the world see. It's how we want to appear to people. Adrian von Kahn would talk about this in that form of us that we want others to see. And then there is another part of us that is the private, more intimate. It is the, the behind-the-scenes person. Jeff will talk about the, the onstage and the backstage. There's the person that's on stage, And we all know what that means. That's the person who we are when, when the lights are on, right? When, when, people, when eyeballs are on us, who are we? And then there's this other part of us, the backstage, when the lights are off. And the problem Jeff describes in the chapter so well is that we want to be integrated. We want not to be two people, but to be one person. And he tells the story of being on a retreat with Parker Palmer, a great spiritual leader, teacher, writer. But Parker Palmer had the people do this, this exercise called a Mobius strip. And basically, you take this, this long strip of paper. On one side, you write who your onstage life is, like who, do you, who you want people to see. And on the other side, your backstage or the person you are when there's no one looking. And then the trick with the Mobius strip is that you take it and you do a little twist and then tape it together. And then you realize that actually it is one undivided thing so that your life really is undivided. So that's a false dichotomy. You know, so, so I can say, well, people see me on stage, for example, and in front of a lot of people, I'm actually introverted. So when people see, they say, oh, that's who he is. And then others are like, well, I know Jim privately and he's different. Actually, I'm not. I, I, I am one person, and I'm not two different people. It's not Jekyll and Hyde. But the longing that we have inside of us for an undivided life is for us to live more intentionally as the person that we are, whether on stage or off. Parker Palmer writes this, Only when the pain of our dividedness becomes more than we can bear 
do most of us embark on an inner journey toward living, quote, divided no more. A part of our growth and development, our maturity as human persons, is when we get to that place where there's not really much difference between the outside and the inside. I think the reason that I appreciate that chapter so much is that because I, I am a person who has a public life and I am a very private person, so I see the difference. And a part of my own spiritual growth and maturity has been moving to a place where I see that I am really undivided, that it, I am that one person. And, and that's been a, a, a growth area for me. But when Jeff puts it in his book as one of the longings of the human person, I say, oh, I know what that is. I know what that longing is. To live an undivided life is a deep longing of the soul. And we find that in Christ because the person that I am in Christ is the same. That's why one of the things you hear on this podcast, I'm one in whom Christ dwells and delights. He delights in me on the stage. He delights in me backstage. He delights in me all the time. I am one person in Christ. Well, next time I'm going to pick up on more of the longings of the soul. There's a lot of really good stuff. And again, all of those needs of the soul are met in the person of Christ. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I hope you join me next time. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Brian Smith. And you can learn more about this podcast. And if you'd like to donate to the Things Above podcast, you can do so on our website, apprenticeinstitute.org. Click the Donate Now button at the top of the page. It's really easy, and it would mean a lot to me. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, and you can also subscribe, which means you're going to get them automatically each week. My hope, as always, is that one day if you're asked, What's on your mind? Your answer will be things above.